three, two, one. Let's, Let's go. go. I'm the host of the PBE podcast, Troy Tittlemeyer. The PBE podcast is where you get trusted information right off the cuff from guests that we have on the show. And you can trust it because the rocks don't lie. These are the stories from the stones. Yeah, great to be here. Thank you. Um, I'm Andrew Stearns. I work on the Well Data Products team at TGS, and we focus mostly on lower 48 digital well data and production data and analytics. And that's primarily used by clients to evaluate you know, subsurface drilling locations or to evaluate the performance of those assets. With more than 35 years of experience in the industry, Impact Exploration Services has you covered for all your mud logging, geosteering, and geoscience service needs. Impact Exploration Services covers every basin in the lower 48 and can customize the services to your needs. Impact Exploration Services sets the professional standard. And the next time you have problems to solve and questions to answer, think Impact Exploration Services. This episode is brought to you by Trunkline. You probably know Trunkline as the company that makes the legendary oil field horizontal drilling socks. And it's true. Our drill baby drill socks featuring a heel to toe wellbore are 100% American made and are designed right in the heart of the oil and gas industry. But did you know that Trunkline is also a revolutionary digital marketing tool that can transform the way you advertise your oil field services? For only $800 a month, you can showcase your company's project track record on Trunkline and our automated platform will boost your exposure through social media, email marketing, SEO, and more. Now, whenever one of your new customers asks you, can you show me an example of your work? You can simply turn them to your Trunkline portfolio. It's more effective than a brochure, it's less expensive than sponsoring a whole other golf course, and easier than maintaining your website. Join more than 200 service companies on Trunkline by signing up at register.trunkline.com today. Let's go. Right on. I've been using TGS since 2014. Yeah, on the operating side for you know, five, six years, and then I switched to consulting and still use it now for, for a bunch of different reasons. So I'm familiar with the product. I really like what you guys have done and so much integration and, and a lot of work. I've visited uh, the offices several times, looking at all the different components. You know, it's really, really cool. How long have you been with the company? Um, only a year and a half. I haven't been around all that long. Um, but the industry has changed a lot since I've been here. Wow. Yeah. A year and a half ago, man. Yep. Grad graduated from uh, graduate school at UH in the, the middle of the pandemic and at the bottom of the uh, oil right. bus cycle. Right. Right. So there's something special about you. You got picked up by TGS. Did you have an internship or did you just walk straight into it? No, I, I actually interned at a, an upstream operator and walked into it because I picked up some some digital skills from from uh, graduate school and just decided to do this. And you got a graduate degree in? Geology, so I'm a geologist by background. Let's go, the rocks, man. The rocks don't lie. That's awesome, dude, that's awesome. That's really cool. What's, uh, what was your thesis about in at, at U of A real quick? I mean, U of H. So it actually focused on something not oil and gas focused at all. It was about Hurricane Harvey and understanding the sediment story from the storm and how the floodwaters carried the sediment through the Houston fluvial system. Whoa. Wow. 
So how, how the, the normal river will distribute a certain amount of sediment down its main axis of the channel. But when you get a historic flood like that, it brings yeah. in all this lighter stuff and it gets real widespread and kind of disrupts the whole thing, huh? Well, yeah, and it's more than that, too. It's, it's how, you know, from upstream to downstream, if we're altering the channels, yeah, how is that affecting sediment flux and where does it end up going? So if you were aware of some of the ship channel operations after the storm, a lot of that was dredging out sediment and ended up costing about half a billion dollars. Half a billion to dredge, dredge out all the sediment? Yeah. Wow. Now, what was the problem with all the sediment in the first place? It was plugging things up. It was, you know, why, why, what, 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 what makes that a big deal? Well, you have to keep the channel depth at 45 to 50 feet. If you don't do that, well, then your tankers start rubbing the bottom. <laughs> and if they can't get in and out, that means you're losing money by not being able to accommodate big ships. Right. Yeah. I wonder what the economics was on that. All right, look, we're going to spend, I bet they probably said, look, we're probably going to spend maybe 200 million to dredge this thing. But look how much money we're going to lose if we don't. So they calculate that, right? Try to mass balance. Okay, it's worth it. And then the actual budget comes in at 500 well, million. There's an actual number for that. So every foot of water depth lost is 80 to $280 million of economic opportunity cost. Wow. So that's actually really worth it. Yes, absolutely. Wow. Man, what do you think NAPE's all about? This is my first year. I'll totally admit this is my first year attending NAPE. I've known about it again since I started in the industry, but it was always kind of business development. Exploration manager might might be the guys to show up here, not the geology, you know, geologist or certainly a geotech at the time. You know, this wasn't really our event, but I, I was well aware of it. What's your take of, of NAPE? What is this? So it seems to just be an, an upstream. One second an upstream gathering of ENP companies and I guess the, the service companies that kind of come with them. So I'm actually a second generation geologist. My dad used to come here all the time. Is that right? And he'd tell me about it. And I was like, oh, I just thought it was for, you know, operators. And right. now it's evolved to this service oriented and, you know, more digital focus. than I think it was, you know, 30 years ago when okay. it started. Wow. So you're, what'd your dad, where did he get his degree? Where did he work? Um, he went to Indiana University, Wow. worked in various large operators, most of which don't exist anymore, but. Okay. He was in oil and gas industry. Yeah. His whole career. Then, like most people here went and did their own thing about <laughs> 30 years ago. And oh, wow. once you start doing smaller operator things, you're here all the time. Yeah. Wow. That's pretty cool. I'd like to get him on the show. I bet he's got a bunch of stories. Some that he won't even tell me. <laughs> oh, man. See, those, those are the best kind. Yeah. Those are the best kind. Just say, look, we're not actually recording this. Just let it loose and you get it, you know, get them to, to, to break out. All right, man. Tell me uh, a little bit more about specifically what you're doing at, uh, at TGS. What are you drilling into? Yeah. So right now we're focused on kind of reviving a historical data set of what's called drill sim test. So this is an old, old like historical way of testing formations once they were drilled in conventional wells. You can think of this as, you know, the 50s, 60s, and 70s. They would uh, packer off a couple of formations or one formation yep. and let the pressure build up and flow into that, that tool. Um, that okay. pressure data essentially tells you what 
the it's, potential is of the reservoir you're right, looking at. Right. Is the reservoir talking to us or not? That's interesting. So how many drill stem tests do you guys have in the database for like the Permian Basin? It's got to be massive, right? 25,000. So 25,000. That's across platforms and basins. That's the whole that's the whole yeah. thing. And it's mostly from the Midland Energy Library compiled with other sources from like other proprietary sources as well. So most of these documents Whoa. were just destroyed. So in the 80s and 90s, a lot of companies had a process where they only had to keep paper documents for five years. Oh, and they wow. would just literally go out and burn them or throw them in oh, the trash. Wow. So lost. our, our totally partnership lost. that we've recently made to get this data, um, this guy spent his life basically using his relationships to go in and get this data before it got destroyed. So much of the data we have doesn't exist anymore. It's the last remnants of a very old data set that was acquired years ago. Whoa. And all the original documents are gone. So a drill stem test doesn't show up on like a wireline log. That's a completely separate yeah. deal. So right after they finish drilling the well, they'll take the test in some cases before they run logs, depending on the type of equipment they're using. Um, but it does not show up with the logs. It's a very unique sort of test and it's a completely separate document, usually part of the well report, but the entire detail part of the test is a separate item. And it's that way on purpose because of how much information is included in it. So it basically uh, tells you, should we produce this or not? Right, right. Yeah, it's all about, at the end of the day, the, the production side of the business for sure is primarily pressure. Right. I mean, there's all kinds of other things that go into that permeability, porosity, you name it. Right. Right. But if you can drill a vertical well and eventually hit something that comes back the second your drill bit goes through it kind of thing. And it's really talking to you. It really wants to let loose. In the Permian, you you've basically got a producer of some kind like you, you've you've done. It. You got it. But. If you do that and a million wells are drilled over all this time and you're now popping that pressure and releasing it in very different ways over time, there's got to be some real specific pattern that you guys are starting to see in this data set. Right. And we're we're digesting the data right now. I mean, we've been looking at it for a couple months, but that is a, an excellent point because one of the main applications that we're finding is all of this data was acquired before horizontal drilling started. Right. Nice. So you get to see what the pressure looks like before. at each zone in the basin before you started that fracking. Freaking gold. That's gold. All right. What are you guys doing with this data? How do you get access to it? Are you writing publications? So we're doing a couple of things with it. Um, one of which is to recreate what's called a pressure time chart. And the uh, and the uh, Horner analysis charts. So okay. typically these are included in the test and they'll show when they basically close off the reservoir and let the pressure build up. So like how much pressure is going to build up, how fast, how fast pressure it, build up test. Yeah, it's a similar thing. And it tells you, you know, relative permeability. It tells you right. what fluids are coming out of the hole, things like that. So we're trying to with the data, we ha we can recreate these charts. And we're going to make that available through our applications. Wow. Is that going to be through a standard Longbow subscription or is that going to be like a bolt on 
service? So the standard version that we're offering is is just going to is through Longbow and it's showing um, the shut in pressures and some of the key points, like the basic header information that you might get from a scout card. Yeah. We're offering a plus version that will be in our new production um, application. And this is going to show more of the charts and the detailed sort of horn analysis. And then what everybody wants to get to is what we call the Pmax or the virgin reservoir pressure. So that's the number that you're looking for and is the estimation of the true reservoir pressure. Wow. And you can tie that to like a temperature log on the wire line. You know, you can Mm -hmm. start tying that to all kinds of different data points. I'm assuming the drill stem test has a very specific uh, top and bottom like zone that they're testing in the on the card in the details. It's saying this yeah. is the depth. And then do you guys associate an actual reservoir name to that, or are you just using what the what the driller's saying that the that reservoir is, was? That's going to be a challenge that we'll have to kind of address at some point. So the challenge of this being historical data is they give us the interval, the depths. And they do report a formation, but since this was in the 50s or 70s, you're not really sure is that formation accurate. So right. we're yeah, thinking of... most companies are going to use their own formations and just tie the depths to that and, yeah. and kind of figure it out that way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, if, if that's how you're delivering the data, which I'm assuming that's that's it. You got depth. You know exactly what your depths are really quickly. You can look at the charts. Are these charts just like scanned images or do you guys actually reprocess the XY coordinates and like we digitize so we, it? we have all of the XY coordinates. So that's going to allow us to recreate the images that you're referring to. Oh, that's how it's reported as XYs? In yes. like a the like the a raw CSD data normally of? is like they'll oh, a chart wow. normally comes on the test, like a scan chart. Yeah. Um, from the tool, but they also record all of the XYs as well. Dang it, man. So if you have all of that wow. raw data, you can do a lot of things with it. Yeah. Oh heck yeah. Heck yeah you can. And now so yeah, you you you're gonna you're gonna map you're gonna map virgin reservoir pressure in obviously the most prolific reservoirs that they were hitting at the time with conventional drilling, conventional tools, which is definitely interesting because you got the oil-based drilling wasn't really a thing right so it's mostly water-based brine-based or even air drilled yeah so that's it which is super super valuable information if because the oil base especially if it's not a super pressure like super pressured it can sub it can subside or like reduce its response pretty drastically because the the oil is so much heavier mm-hmm. and it just it just stops it right Whereas a brine-based, water-based, air-drilled, you're gonna really get that thing talking to you when you hit these zones. Yeah, and it, it's kind of interesting to see some of these tests that you see the different drilling techniques that they're using because they do report you know, mud-type weights um, along oh, nice. with cushions if they were using them. Okay. So you can see the different drilling strategies and sometimes you're like, that wasn't smart, but other times you can see, oh, they did this for this reason. So. Yeah. Yeah, you get insight into those different things. And, you know, if you apply that over a big area, you can see some nice some nice trends. And we're thinking that once we start plotting this spatially, we'll see some of those things and and be able to offer our clients um, pretty powerful analysis when you look at the spatial distribution of some of this stuff. Man. Right on, Andrew. That's cool, man. A year and a half out of school working with what I would consider 
a new data set yeah. for the industry to really look at. And oh, by the way, compare it to all the recent horizontal data that we have or what the, some of the bigger operators, Pioneer gets a hold of this data, right? Where they have right. so much of their Intel, right? And like all that real detailed stuff that they don't really have to report. It's all just theirs. And now right. they- uh, The reservoir engineers, uh, when we show this to them are the ones that are just kind of perking up in the back of the room. Oh like, yeah. But you have, you have what? Oh <laughs> you yeah. You have what for me? This episode is brought to you by Trunkline. You probably know Trunkline as the company that makes legendary oil field horizontal drilling socks. And it's true. Our drill baby drill socks featuring a heel to toe wellbore are 100% American made and are designed right in the heart of the oil and gas industry. But did you know that Trunkline is also a revolutionary digital marketing tool that can transform the way you advertise your oil field services? For only $800 a month, you can showcase your company's project track record on Trunkline and our automated platform will boost your exposure through social media, email marketing, SEO, and more. Now, whenever one of your new customers asks you, can you show me an example of your work? You can simply turn them to your Trunkline portfolio. It's more effective than a brochure, it's less expensive than sponsoring a whole other golf course, and easier than maintaining your website. Join more than 200 service companies on Trunkline by signing up at register.trunkline.com today. Let's go. With more than 35 years of experience in the industry, Impact Exploration Services has you covered for all your mud logging, geosteering, and geoscience service needs. Impact Exploration Services covers every basin in the lower 48 and can customize the services to your needs. Impact Exploration Services sets the professional standard. And the next time you have problems to solve and questions to answer, think Impact Exploration Services. Um, but we've also noticed that it's got applications, not just in unconventionals, but also conventional space too, because the bigger guys that are doing, you know, a lot of uh, horizontal drilling, they'll see this as a pressure kind of benchmark um, and give a better insight and story into the pressure. The smaller operators that might be doing conventional things, they can look at these charts and, and these tests and figure out, was this a missed opportunity? Because wow. it also tells you, did somebody misinterpret the data Wow. And I can go back and buy this well or this area and just redevelop it because somebody may have abandoned it. So you got two different applications and it's, like you said, really exciting to see like a new data, a new data set that we can offer people that's like you can't find anywhere else at this point. Man, that's amazing. dude. That, that's always what struck me about TGS, too. Like when I was really learning about it back in the day was the, the commitment from the company to scan logs and digitize these logs and, and actually copy down the well header information. And all those details are super important when you're talking about drilling a $10 million well, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Even a few million dollar well, vertical well, if you got that stuff all mixed up and, and anyway, there's so much time and attention that's been captured here and sustained. That, that attention has been sustained for so long Mm -hmm. Now you bolt on think products like this. Where did the idea come from? Do you know the history of this program? Like, let's go after the drill stem test. Like, who did that? <laughs> so the company we're partnering with, it's called the American Institute of Formation Evaluation, called AIFE, A-I-F-E. And this guy who is, I believe, a former reservoir engineer, his name is Steve Meisner. He spent his life 
for the last 40 years leveraging oh, his this guy his relationships that started in okay. um, in amico and arco um some old companies that got acquired but they were big in in the 80s and 90s and along the uh permian and sort of mid-con rocky mountain trend used his relationships and his knowledge of where to find this data because he thought it was valuable right. and started what building vision. this database a credible vision and just we we've heard from clients that they wanted this data yeah, um, but finding it at scale has been difficult so we ran into him and he's been operating his own company for 30 years selling this data um but he reached out to us or we reached out to him so let's partner up let's combine partner, these forces figure so, out a way to commercialize this at scale because wow. he's running a, a much smaller um you know 10 to 15 person outfit he's ready to move on to something else and he wants to leverage our our uh our resources to make this more scalable wow. to clients so do you so is it the permian basin or where's the database as it sits right now how many wells do you actually have digitized and and like deliverable product right now so i always report it in a different way we have 171,000 tests so wells that's probably about 70,000 wells um so they'll do multiple zones or they'll test the same mm -hmm. zone multiple times right so they'll it depends on the test type okay but normally they'll come through the hole and um if they're looking at one formation and they know it's there they'll pack it off test the test the formation if they don't know what they're looking at, there's stories from back in the 50s when they're still figuring this out. They would drill, stop, take the test, drill deeper, wow. take a test, drill deeper. And they would do That's this cool. in areas so you can have certain wells that have up to 10 tests. Holy cow. Golly, man. Andrew, I'm excited for you, man. I think you landed in a great spot with TGS. I think you have a really, really cool project. And I wish you the best of luck, man. I look forward to keeping up with you, which is my last question. How do I keep up with you? How do I keep up with this part, this specific development inside of, of all of TGS? You know, if you just Google TGS, go to the website, it's like a lot of things going on. How do I drill down into the drill stem evaluation stuff and like what's happening there? Well, keep coming to conferences. I'll be around. <laughs> but right, if you yeah. go to our website and go to... Uh, uh, well data products you should be able to find it there okay um, we've started revamping our our well site our website for well data products to make it a bit easier um, and make it more simplistic and less uh, less items to kind of try to find so right drill some tests are now on there and just reach out to us and we'll be at conferences for probably next year right trying to sell on. this Andrew, thank you for sharing your time with me, man. That was cool. Thanks, Troy.